0: The more flexible you are internally within yourself, the less your negative thoughts and difficult feelings are able to hijack you during the moments when you want to be sounding confident and strong when you speak. Your goal being small, your expectations of yourself being reasonable and not perfectionist, is literally going to help you grow and move faster. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. I used to have a career in the corporate space. I had a 9-to-5 career, and I started this show because when I was in my 9-to-5 career, I really struggled with confidence and finding my voice. And I went on a long journey of finding my voice in the workplace and working through imposter syndrome and building confidence. And I ended up building a really successful career in corporate. And I ended up having a really effective voice in corporate and really evolving into a version of myself that I was super proud of. And As I got farther into my corporate career and had more and more success and was getting promoted and was in really cool, exciting roles and making a lot of money, I realized that I was a really good example of someone who had achieved a lot of success in the corporate world, but who did it very imperfectly and messily and who didn't have it all together. And I remember earlier on in my career when I was struggling to find my voice and just feeling like the only person who was having such a hard time with self-confidence. I remember looking around trying to find examples of successful women who weren't perfect and didn't have it all together and who had gone through hard things just like I had. And I could not find that anywhere. (laughs) I searched and I searched and I just couldn't find that. And so I realized towards the end of my career, my corporate career, when I was doing really, really well, that I could be that voice. Like I could be an example of someone who built a powerful voice, built a powerful career, created a lot of success, built a lot of confidence, but who started out very messy, struggling a lot, very imperfect, hit a lot of road bumps along the way. Because I think for us as professional women, it's so important for us not just to have examples of successful female leaders, but examples of successful female leaders who we can relate to, who are human, who struggle just like we do, it helps us see that we can do it too. And that's really why I started this podcast, because I wanted to share stories and career advice that was just a little more real. And a little more transparent than a lot of what is out there. Because when I was in my corporate career, I remember that a lot of the resources out there supporting professional women didn't feel real. They felt like they were very surface level and not really talking about the internal emotional and mindset and confidence struggles that I was having And I created this podcast because it was so important for me to speak to those. And that's perfect for today's episode because we are diving deep into one of my absolute favorite topics ever, which is the topic of mindset. And I'm going to be picking up on what I shared with you in last week's episode on this idea that having an effective voice comes from two different places. There are two big foundations you need to have in place. Foundation number one is excellent technical communication skills, and foundation number two is mindset. And today, I'm going to be deep diving into mindset. I am so excited about that. Before I dive in, I want to let you know, the week that this episode is dropping, so if you're one of the people that listens like the day the episode comes out, because I know there are a lot of you who do that, you have just a few days left to enroll in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, Doors are open until Friday, May 12th. So if you're listening to this episode the week it drops, you have just a few more days left to join. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is my signature group program where I support you in building the confidence you need to speak up more often at work and also learning to speak in a way that exudes confidence, in a way that is assertive in a way that is effective, and in a way that is authentic. I really want the people around you to view you as competent and effective and strong. And inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I am teaching you how to communicate in a way that conveys that, even if you feel like a beginner and even if you feel like you have a lot of work to do when it comes to finding your voice. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is a live learning experience hosted by me. So you get to come meet with me and your cohort of other women in the program every single week for learning sessions. We follow a very thoughtfully designed curriculum that I have created and curated based on my combination of experiences in the corporate world. I've worked at major, major companies in the corporate world and supported Fortune 100 executives and C-suite members. And I take that knowledge combined with my mindset and psychology knowledge as a coach, combined with my theater knowledge as someone who has spent a lot of time studying and doing improv theater to really help you develop a communication style that is confident and effective. And in my opinion, one of the best things about the Art of Speaking Up Academy is that you get to do this work of building your confidence and finding your voice alongside a group of other women. You get the support, you get the inspiration, you get the accountability that comes from being a part of something that is bigger than you and that comes from being surrounded by women who are super ambitious and who have the same goals as you and who aren't letting the fear and the doubt and the second guessing get in the way of the growth that they want to experience, when you are surrounded by other women who are doing that, it helps you do it better for yourself. That is probably one of the most valuable things about the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And doors are open to enroll, to see the curriculum, to learn more. Head over to jessguessitcoaching.com slash academy. And if you have questions about the program, shoot me an email at jessica at theartofspeakingup.com. I would love to have you join us for the next cohort. And now let's get into the topic. Of today's episode, which is mindset. So like I said, in last week's episode, I talked about the difference between technical communication skills versus mindset. And I explained that you need both. You need strong technical communication skills to ensure that the way that you communicate and the way that you share information with your stakeholders in a professional setting is highly effective. Technical communication skills are what teaches you how to do that effectively. And by the way, technical communication skills are one of the big pieces that you will learn and get really good at inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. But the story doesn't end there. In addition to the really strong technical communication skills, you also need to have a solid mindset. Because I'm sure you know You can do a lot of preparation for a meeting. You can know exactly what you're going to share. All of that work can be done. All of that prep work can be done. You can have the perfect content, the perfect slides, the perfect preparation, but you're also going to need mindset work to help you show up strong and exude confidence when the spotlight is on you and it comes time to open your mouth and speak. That can be a very vulnerable experience. It can bring up a lot of fears and it can feel anxiety inducing, and you can start to doubt yourself and second guess yourself. So, you need an additional layer of tools to help you navigate that difficult experience so that you can bring the confidence, even if you have a moment of feeling vulnerable, even if you are doubting yourself, even if the second guessing starts to pop up. And mindset work is what helps you get good at that. It is what helps you not allow the self-doubt and the second guessing to pull you down and sabotage your desire to show up strong. Now, when I say mindset work, I'm really referring to an umbrella term. And there are lots of different tools that i teach mindset tools that i teach my clients and that i talk about on the podcast so it's it's a pretty sweeping topic the same way that technical communication skills are a very sweeping topic but the essence of mindset work what it all boils down to is internal psychological flexibility the more flexible you are internally within yourself the less your negative thoughts and difficult feelings are able to hijack you during the moments when you want to be sounding confident and strong when you speak. Now, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share some tips with you that are going to help you get a lot better at mindset. And what I'm going to share are the three mistakes that I see happening most often when it comes to mindset. Most of the women who are attracted to my work are newer in their mindset journey. So they, you know, you might be like this too. You listen to lots of podcasts and self-help and like you love the idea of mindset, but you maybe haven't like sat down and got super, super serious about it for a consistent period of time such that you've developed certain mindset habits that help you feel more confident. And this episode is really designed to help you get started on your journey of doing that. So, I'm going to share three mistakes that I often see people make. And then I'm going to share what I suggest you do instead so that you can develop a stronger mindset that helps you feel and sound more confident when you are speaking and taking up space at work. So here are the mistakes. I'm going to list them off, I'm going to talk about each one. And then, most importantly, I'm going to talk about what to do instead. Now, before I even get into these mistakes, I want to notify you and all of us that this is a judgment-free zone. This is so important to me. As a coach in the work that I do, I can often see patterns that you might be doing, that my clients are doing, that are unhelpful to them. Pointing out an unhelpful pattern or a habit that you want to shift is really helpful because it creates awareness of something that you're doing that maybe you didn't know you were doing that you now want to stop doing so that your confidence can grow. However, becoming aware of something that you're doing is not synonymous with judging yourself for doing it. So as you are realizing, oh, I'm doing this thing that Jess is pointing out that I shouldn't be doing, please don't then take that to mean I'm horrible and I do everything wrong and I'm messing it up. Just take it as a non-judgmental piece of information, an insight, a piece of awareness, something new that you're learning about yourself that you can now begin to shift. I really want you, when you're doing your own mindset work, I really want you to kind of, it's almost like you're being your own boss. You're being your own leader. Be the kind of boss or leader that you would be to others. So if you had an employee come to you and say, I've been doing this thing wrong all along and I just realized it. If you wouldn't say to that employee, you're so dumb, I can't believe that you've been doing it wrong all of this time. If you wouldn't want to say that to your employee, don't say that to yourself. Right. Really think about as a leader, as a professional, as an ambitious female who is either leading people or one day going to be leading people, a lot of people and have a lot of responsibility, how do I think about quote unquote mistakes and what is my philosophy for when I realize myself or someone on my team has been doing something quote unquote wrong? How do we go about navigating that? And of course, that's a values question, and you can arrive at your own answer, but I can certainly tell you that for me, it is navigated without judgment. It does not have to be turned into this horrible negative thing. It's to be turned into a learning experience and a moment of self-reflection. And so I encourage you to take that mindset into this episode. Okay, (laughs) so... Now let's get into the actual mistakes. I'm going to share three of them with you. We're going to talk about what they are, and then we're going to talk about what to do instead. You will probably see yourself in some of these, probably all of these. So mistake number one, when it comes to mindset and using mindset to exude confidence in meetings, is that you prep your content, but not your mindset. Prepping your content, but not your mindset. Mistake number two is you set goals that are way too high, and then you feel crappy about not reaching them. And mistake number three is you hyper-focus on what went wrong, and you miss all of the learnings. So let's go through these. The first one that I mentioned is that you prep content, but you don't prep mindset. This is what most people do. So if you have a meeting, and you're prepping a PowerPoint deck or an agenda for the meeting, Maybe people are talking, and it's someone else's meeting, and you're prepping in your head what you're going to say, what your contribution is going to be. But whatever the situation is, when you're going to share information, most of the time, you probably go through a process of preparing the information, thinking about what am I going to share? How am I going to share it? Now, (laughs) I don't want you to stop doing that. I want you to continue doing that because reflecting on what you're going to share is helpful. Unless, of course, it's a very fast conversation, then you don't have as much time to reflect. But if you're going to be running a meeting, or if you're going to be sharing content with people, you should be taking time to plan it. However, for most of the women that I work with, they plan their content, but they don't plan their mindset. So they spend a lot, a lot of time planning out the technicalities of what they're going to say and how they're going to share their information, but then they don't spend any time at all thinking about mindset. So they don't slow down to think about what thoughts and feelings are probably going to come up for me when it comes time for me to share this content. And what is my plan internally within myself? What is my mindset plan to navigate those thoughts and feelings? The reason that this is so important is because when you experience, let's say, a negative thought, for example, let's say your content is prepped, you kick off your meeting, and you know exactly what content you're going to share, and then you experience a negative thought. Here's an example of one a lot of my clients have. You sound stupid. You experience a negative thought. You sound stupid. If that thought catches you, by surprise, it's going to be way harder for you to recover from. I really want you to think about the thought as ambushing you, right? Like I'm literally imagining the thought hiding behind the bushes and you are walking past the bushes, whistling, la-di-da, and it pops out from behind the bushes and ambushes you. Now, what are the odds you're going to be able to fight back against that mean negative thought if you don't even see it coming, right? So if you don't see that thought coming when it comes time to your meeting, and then all of a sudden you have a negative thought, oh, I sound so stupid, it's going to be really hard for you to recover from that thought. And what might happen instead, which is what a lot of the women I work with experience, is that you might spiral down because of that thought. And you might start with one thought, oh, I sound stupid. And that thought might turn into, oh my God, my boss looks annoyed. Oh my gosh, I fumbled that word. I really am sounding stupid. I'm noticing more and more things around me that are supporting the fact that I sound stupid. Oh my goodness, that person just left the meeting. They hate it so much that they couldn't even stay here and they left and I just skipped something that I meant to say because now I'm getting distracted by my own thoughts and this meeting is going in the absolute wrong direction. So you can see how like that one little thought, you sound stupid, just like cascades and spirals. Now, I want to contrast that with this idea of being prepared for the thought, because the truth is our negative thoughts are quite predictable and quite repetitive, which means that when it comes to mindset work and when it comes to preparing for how you might feel internally and what negative thoughts might come up for you. Preparing is actually quite easy because a lot of times we know the mean things that our brains are going to come up with once we start speaking because our brains tend to repeat the same really mean things over and over and over. But the reason that we get stuck in them is because despite our brains repeating the same thing over and over and over, we don't really stop to prepare ahead of time and think about them. We take all that preparation and we put it into our content instead of preparing for mindset. And so that thought, you know, you sound so stupid, even though it's really familiar, it hijacks you again and again and again because you haven't taken the time to prepare for it. And so, what I encourage you to do instead, and now we're shifting into what to do instead for habit number one, which is preparing content but not mindset, is to actually anticipate what is going to happen for you, mindset-wise, in the meeting? As soon as you start talking, what are some of the negative self-sabotaging thoughts that you might have? And typically, when those thoughts come up, what happens, right? Do you spiral down? Do you start to feel bad? Do you think of even more thoughts to support the original negative thought? So typically, what happens? And what do you want to do instead? And what is the shift you want to make? Not in the actual words you're saying in the meeting, but within yourself, as soon as you become aware that the negative thought that you were expecting has popped up, right? So if we think of the negative thought as hiding behind the bushes, you're going to walk past the bush. But this time, you know that there's something behind the bush that's coming to attack you. Great. So what are you going to do as you're walking past the bush? This makes it way harder for you to get sabotaged, ambushed by your negative thoughts. Now, here's what I want to say about this. This is a habit that you build. It is not something that you know how to do it intellectually one time, and then you're really good at it this is exactly like building a muscle. You have to go to the gym a lot before you get better at automatically anticipating what thoughts are going to come up and just letting them go and not spiraling into them and not letting them control your behaviors and limit your decisions and cause you to show up small. So what I really want you to think about with this is doing it over and over, developing a new mindset habit where you don't allow these negative thoughts to catch you by surprise, and you do an equal amount of preparation for mindset as you do for your content. This is going to make a huge difference in your growth, in finding your voice, and in learning to feel more comfortable and more confident when you speak. This is a huge, huge part of what I do with my clients inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is to help them develop this habit and to help them prepare their mindset in addition to preparing their content. When you are inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, one of the bonus resources that you will get is called the Pre-Meeting Worksheet. The Pre-Meeting Worksheet is a worksheet that I give you to help you prepare your mindset before the meeting because it can be hard if you don't have a mindset practice and this isn't something that you do very often it can be hard to even know what to do to prepare how am i supposed to get my mindset ready in addition to getting my content ready and the worksheet that i create for you it takes 5 minutes it's super quick And it helps you prepare for and anticipate what is likely to happen for you mindset-wise and get really, really clear on how you want to navigate that experience so that you can show up with the focus and presence and confidence that you desire for your meeting. Okay. So that's the first mistake that I see when it comes to mindset and my first suggestion for what you should do instead The second mistake that I see, and I see this across the board with my clients, there are very few. I don't, there's actually very no one that I can think of who hasn't done this. I certainly do this all of the time. We do this a lot as humans. But the second one is just setting goals that are too high and then feeling really, really crappy for not attaining those goals. So, this is actually quite a subtle one because I think and I you'll probably agree with this. Let me know if you don't. But I don't think you go into every single meeting being like my goal for this meeting is to do this and sound this way. Right? So we don't necessarily and you don't necessarily like go into every single meeting with a goal. But your unconscious mind does. So Whenever we go into a situation, we have an expectation for how we want that situation to go or how we think that situation will go. So whether we consciously decide that or not, so for example, I can consciously say, I want to sound as confident as Beyonce in this meeting. But even if I don't say that and I don't think that in my mind, there is still a part of my unconscious mind that is trying to understand what is going to happen in the future and what do I want to happen in the future. So we often have a prediction or a desire for how things will turn out below our level of conscious awareness. This is why sometimes we get disappointed we aren't even sure why we're disappointed, right? Like someone does something and they're late or they forgot our birthday or whatever and we're disappointed. And it's because we had an unconscious expectation that they would show up a certain way for us and they didn't. And so our disappointment reveals to us that we had an expectation that wasn't met We just might not have been like super aware of it. We might not have like woken up and journaled out like, I hope Bob remembers my birthday today. But it was there in the back of our minds lurking. And when that expectation wasn't met, we feel really disappointed. Now, this is very, very important because a lot of my clients have an unconscious expectation for how they should be sounding in meetings, how they should be showing up in meetings, what kind of confidence and presence they should be exuding in meetings. They have an unconscious expectation for how they should be showing up. And that expectation is very, very high. It is so high that they can't actually attain it. So no matter what they do, even if they're getting better, even if they're experiencing small wins they feel crappy after because the unconscious expectation they have for who they need to be and how they need to sound is so high. And then what happens is you end up feeling chronically disappointed by yourself even when you're growing, right? Because you can't see that you're growing because all you notice is how you're not meeting those super high expectations. So this is a problem that needs to be fixed if you want to build lasting confidence. And the first thing that you need to do is become aware of whatever unconscious expectations you are bringing with yourself to meetings. I can help you with this because I see patterns and you might relate to this pattern. The expectation that you might be bringing with you unconsciously to meetings is an expectation of perfection. So literally the most perfect Best quote unquote performance that you can think of or imagine is what you are unconsciously bringing with you into meetings as the expectation for what you should attain and how you should sound and how confident you should sound. No wonder it doesn't feel good. No wonder you don't feel good about yourself when you have an expectation that's so, so high, you're never going to be able to meet it. So, what you want to do instead is you need to let go. Of the fantasy of perfection. You need to like, listen, I get it. I wanna be perfect. I wanna sound perfect. I get how tantalizing it is. It's like this idea that we can be and sound perfect, it literally is seductive. It's like, oh my God, I wanna be that. I feel it. I feel it deep in my bones. I'm type A, I'm ambitious, I'm a perfectionist just like you. So I get it. I get if you want to like cling onto it for dear life, totally understand. I will tell you, though, from one perfectionist to another, if you want to be successful professionally and you want to feel more confident than you feel today, you have to practice letting go of the idea that you're going to get it perfect, that you're going to be perfect, and that you're going to sound perfect. It's not possible, and it's setting you up for failure. Now, all you have to do is just get a little better at this, right? Your mind's going to want to go back to you trying to be perfect, and then you're going to remind yourself, oh, setting a, an expectation of perfection is actually setting me up for self sabotage in the long run. And so you want to just gently practice noticing when you have an expectation that is one of perfection, right? You're expecting yourself to be perfect, to sound perfect, to get it perfect. And then what you want to do is set an expectation. That's a little bit of a stretch, but that's attainable, even with you being the imperfect, messy human version of yourself that you are. So, when you go into your next meeting, I want you to think about what is a stretch goal that I can aim for in terms of how I communicate and how I wanna sound that I will be proud of if I attain, but that doesn't require me to be perfect. Now, Here's what happens when you allow yourself to be imperfect and you allow your goals to be smaller, and you stop thinking you have to get everything right all at once in order for you to succeed in building confidence and finding your voice. What happens is the pressure gets turned off. You can actually attain what it is you're hoping for. And then you start to feel good and get a bump in confidence every time. And instead of you, trying to build huge confidence really fast by being perfect and getting it right and then failing every time. You get a little bump and a little bump and a little bump. And over time, those little bumps add up to big confidence. This is a classic tortoise and hare kind of dynamic, right? You can try to rush through the race like a hare and try to have your next meeting go perfect and end up losing the race because the rushing isn't going to work or you can adopt what I call turtle wisdom and know that the turtle actually wins. And so your goal being small, your expectations of yourself being reasonable and not perfectionist is literally going to help you grow and move faster. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't have big dreams. I want you to dream big, but for your next meeting that is on your calendar today, if you go in with perfectionist expectations, you're going to get stuck in this pattern of feeling crappy about yourself. And that brings me to the third mindset habit that I recommend that you shift, which is hyper-focusing on what went wrong. This is something that a lot of us do as humans. It is part of our brain's negativity bias. It's very normal to do, but often when we give a presentation or we run a meeting or we speak in an intimidating room, the first place our brain goes and where our brain just like wants to stay and linger and never leave is everything that went wrong, the awkward fumble, the weird facial expression that you remember from the meeting, right? Like all of the pieces that you weren't happy with that make you feel awful, that is where your mind is going to want to linger. Now, it's really, really important to notice this and to start to consciously broaden your perspective of what actually happened in the meeting. This is not just a like toxic positivity thing or a focus on the bright side thing or a glasses half full thing. This is not just about making yourself feel good. It is literally about capturing the learnings, the mindset learnings that you need to capture in order to grow your confidence. If you are only focused on what went wrong, you will never ever learn what are the secret ingredients that help you exude confidence? You'll never learn them because your brain is literally skipping over them and focusing on the negative. So for example, let's say you messed up one thing in a meeting or there was one awkward moment and you're ruminating over that, you're probably going to totally forget and not even notice the moments in that interaction that went really, really well. Maybe there was a specific part of your meeting where you felt like you had nailed that topic and you had a slide and you nailed it. And you knowing that you nailed it helped you share it with just a little more pep in your voice. Or maybe someone jumped in and asked you a question and you were so smooth to getting them the answer because you had thought it through before and spent time prepping potential questions that you could get in your meeting. So those are just little examples, but both of those help you with mindset because there's learnings in them, right? You can learn, oh, I was more confident because I had spent time prepping questions, so it didn't catch me off guard. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that in my next meeting. Or I was feeling more confident because I was really proud of how I laid out and shared that information. Okay, cool. For my next meeting, I want even more of my slides and more of my content to be laid out that way so I can feel strong for more of the meeting, not just one little part of the meeting. So when your brain is hyper focused on the negative, you miss all of that. You miss all of the things that you need to be focusing on in order to grow your confidence. And so It's so important that you learn to see everything that happened. I'm not saying you have to pretend like mistakes didn't happen or lie to yourself about how the meeting went. What we're going for is an accurate perception of what happened, an accurate perception. I know it feels like what we think in our brains is accurate. It is not. Our brains filter and distort like crazy. This is literally how human brains work. We don't always interpret reality and remember reality objectively, but the good news is mindset work helps us take those steps that our brain likes to skip, like looking at what went right and what we can learn from and repeat for next time. This is what helps grow your confidence Because if you are only ever noticing what went wrong, you have very little to work with in terms of your takeaways and your learnings for the next time. So to sum up the three shifts you want to make in order to have more confidence and a stronger mindset as you go into work meetings and situations where you're going to have to speak are, one, you want to prep your mindset as much as you prep your content. So don't only prep your content and neglect to prep your mindset. Number two, you want to let go of your perfectionist expectations of how you should be and instead set a goal that is attainable based on the messy, imperfect human that you are. And number three, you want to try to focus on everything that happened in the meeting or the interaction, not just the pieces that went wrong. You want to focus also on what went right and your little moments of success so that you can extract the learnings and use those learnings to help you be just a little bit more successful for the next meeting. Because if you make a tiny little improvement in your confidence, a 1% improvement in your confidence meeting to meeting based on noticing one thing that worked well and repeating that and solidifying that, 1% eventually adds up to 100. That is truly how you build big, sustainable confidence that lasts. So those are my three shifts that I suggest you make. And I will help you make them faster and more effectively inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Doors are open to the Academy until Friday, May 12th. So you have a few days left to enroll. And inside this program, you get to do this mindset work under my guidance. And I purposefully build mindset work into the curriculum of the Art of Speaking Up Academy because I don't just want you to go into a meeting prepared with your content, prepared with what you're going to say, prepared with how you're going to say it. I want you to go into meetings prepared with the mindset and the confidence that you need to be in that moment where it's time to speak, and the spotlight is on you, and you're noticing the doubt coming up and the fear coming up, and I want you to be able to speak with confidence and make a strong impression anyways. That is what the mindset work in the Art of Speaking Up Academy is going to help you do, and you're going to see that your confidence and your voice is something that you are in control of even if you experience doubt, even if it's hard for you to speak up, even if it's hard for you to exude confidence when you speak, none of those things have to stop you. And mindset work is going to help you get better at seeing that and at knowing how to turn the switch on and bring the confidence when it comes time for you to speak and time for you to make your voice heard And best of all, you get to do this work surrounded by other women who have those same goals and dreams and who are navigating the same obstacles as you. And it is super inspiring to be in that energy. There are just a few days left to sign up for the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Doors close Friday, May 12th. I would love to have you join us You can enroll and see the entire curriculum and learn all about the program at justguessitcoaching.com slash academy. I will drop the link in the show notes. And if you have questions and you're trying to figure out, is the academy right for me? send me a note. My email is in the show notes and it's very easy to remember. It's jessica at theartofspeakingup.com and I will circle back with you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and I will catch you in the next one. Bye!